Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Thursday, February 15th, 2007. Happy Half Price Candy Day, everybody. On today's show, we're going to look at what's coming out in the box office. We're going to talk about Studio 60, get, maybe getting the shaft, and we're going to talk about why Keith Urban is a big drunk asshole. Wouldn't you know the music had to stop right then, right? Okay, so uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually lead with that. I'm gonna lead with the whole Keith Urban thing because this just pisses me off. Okay, country singer Keith Urban. He's the guy who married uh, Nicole Kidman. Blah blah blah. Um, New Zealand country singer. Um, anyway. He has filed a lawsuit against a painter, a painter of the same name, claiming that this lesser-known Keith Urban, uh, who is actually a painter from New Jersey, uh, is infringing on trademark and cyber-squatting laws and uh, trying to uh, use his name, singer Keith Urban's name, um, to uh, sell his paintings. So he filed the uh, lawsuit at the U.S. District Court in Nashville against a New Jersey painter who uses the website address www.keithurban.com to advertise oil paintings for sale. They're actually pretty good paintings. You know, the guy's a good artist. And you know what? His name is Keith Urban. So why wouldn't he use that? Anyway, uh, Urban is uh, Urban, who, of course, as I say, married uh, Oscar-winning actress Nicole Kidman last year and recently ended a stint in rehab for alcohol abuse, claims that the other Urban's website is being used in a manner likely to deceive the public into believing that the website has a connection to the plaintiff that does not exist. What this basically means is that Keith Urban, the singer, had to use KeithUrban.net and really wants the .com name. So he wants the other website to be shut down and his domain name transferred to his ownership. What an ass. What a complete ass. You know, the whole thing with with cyber-squatting laws is to prevent me from buying, say, McDonald's.com and then trying to sell it to McDonald's uh, at a a hefty profit. You know, it's, it's not so that someone who has the same name as you can't use it because you've got more money and more access to legal recourse. Anyway, so... As if I didn't, as if this guy didn't annoy me enough, uh, Keith Urban. You know, I mean, not like I was ever going to run out and buy one of his records. Uh, just I don't, I don't dig on the country. But yeah, yeah. So that's the scoop. Apparently, if you have the name, same name as a celebrity, be very careful about uh, buying a website domain name in your own name. A jerk. Okay. All right. I just had to get that out of my system. Okay, so let's uh, let's look at some other stuff then. Um, let's talk box office stuff now because I usually save that to the end and I end up uh, not being able to get to it. So, uh, talking uh, top ten at the box office last week. Number ten was The Queen. A little bit of the Oscar buzz still going, and uh, and and perhaps that is uh, helping it to. Uh, Get a little more business. Uh, did another 2.37 million, uh, bringing the total to 48.9 million. Dreamgirls at number nine, another 2.98 million, bringing the total up to 97 million. Labyrintho del, del Fano. I, I'm not familiar with this one at all, but it's a tw- it's uh, at 26.6 million, so it's done okay. Smoke and Aces, which I saw a couple of weeks ago, and uh, just to give you the quick review, um, great action flick, seriously, definitely borrows from Rodriguez, Tarantino, and all these guys, um, but I'll be honest with you, I think it's a better film than Tarantino's made in ages. Um, it's it's funny, it's uh, fast-moving, and uh, the only criticism I would have is, you know, it's that whole show-don't-tell thing, and uh, there's a lot of the, uh, a, lot, a lot of gore in it that, that maybe isn't necessary. Anyway. 
they're up to 31.2 mil. Uh, Epic Movie, uh, the scary movie of... Well, basically, the only common theme linking the movies uh, in Epic Movie is the fact that they all came out fairly recently. And it's up to a total of 35.6 million. Night at the Museum... Ben Stiller, um, $232 million to date. Are you serious? Um, anyway, so they pulled in another $5.75 million uh, last week. Wow. The Messengers, another uh, recent horror flick, 24.7 mil total, uh, pulling in 7.2 mil last week. And because I said so, this is the Diane Keaton, Lauren Graham, etc., etc., fluffy comedy, uh, 9.22 million, bringing their total to 25.8. Hannibal Rising opened with 13.1 million last week, and... Um, I, 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 well, you know, the, it shows that the Hannibal franchise, the Silence of the Lambs franchise, still has some legs. Number one, Norbit. <laughs> Seriously, Norbit. So, hey, Eddie Murphy, you got that Golden Globe nom, you got yourself an Oscar nomination, and you're doing Norbit. <laughs> Hope it doesn't affect his uh, his chances of the award because he's actually re- really great in, in Dreamgirls. So that's uh, that's what has come out. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming out this week. Ghost Rider starts tomorrow, and this is uh, Nicolas Cage and Eva Mendes. The movie is directed by Mark Steven Johnson, who also directed uh, Daredevil, um, to not very much um, critical or commercial. Well, it did okay, but uh, not not huge. Uh, did pretty well the first weekend, and then dropped off almost right away. Uh, but he's also bringing Preacher to HBO. And I love the things I've read where he's talking about Preacher. See, I'm talking about his new movie and already I've moved on to Preacher. Um, shows how much interest I have in Ghost Rider. Uh, but basically, uh, you know, he, he's doing Preacher. He's going to bring it to uh, HBO. And he's looking at doing it as a true representation of Garth Ennis and, uh, and Steve Dillon's Preacher and, and bringing a true representation of it to the screen. Um, even looking at bringing in different directors for different episodes to, uh, to sort of uh, give their vision on a particular story. So each episode will be like an issue of Preacher. I think that's so cool. Um, very excited about that. Not nearly as excited as about Ghost Rider. Part of it, not a big uh, Nicolas Cage fan. The other part of it, I never really, you know, much of a comic book fan as I am, never really got into Ghost Rider. Not back in the 70s, not when he came back in the 90s. And, you know, I picked up the first issue uh, a little while back, and uh, and it was enough to convince me to not pick up the second issue. So, anyway, I have to see uh, how this one comes out, uh, but I may be waiting for video myself. Uh, the Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, this one, uh, directed by Gabor, Co- Gabor Supo? I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. Uh, anyway, thinking of, uh, the, the idea, uh, you know, we went from, from Lord of the Rings and they thought, hey, let's do Narnia because it's another, this one's, you know, targeted to kids, so it grabs that whole kind of, uh, Harry Potter angle because we're focusing on the kids and we know that stuff does well. Let's take these classic series and adapt them. And that's, that's why they're adapting Bridge to Terabithia, which was written by, uh, Catherine Patterson in 1978 and she actually won the Newbery Award for this book. And so it looked like kind of the next logical thing for them to option. Um, Anyway, uh, this one's not getting great reviews. Uh, a lot of uh, what people are talking about is straight-to-DVD production values, and uh, yeah, but it does have Zoe Deschanel, and I, I always love Zoe Deschanel in anything. Right, 
Moving on. Breach, uh, starring Chris Cooper, Ryan Philippe, and Dennis Haysbert. This one looks really cool. This is uh, directed by Billy Ray, who also did the movie Shattered Glass, uh, which was another... Um you know, true story, true sort of uh, um, breach of trust kind of thing that was written about the New York Times. Uh, was it New York Times or New York Post? I don't know. It was written about the reporter who was basically faking stories. Anyway, this one is all about uh, the big security risk. Uh, and this all, this all came out a couple of years ago um, about uh, a, a, an FBI agent uh, who was handpicked by a senior agent to work alongside him. And the senior agent, it turns out, had been selling secrets to the Russians for years. Um, so this one stars Ryan Philippe. Never usually a fan of, of Ryan Philippe, but, um, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, I'm always willing to give him a break. And this film does look really good. And and the way I see it is Billy Ray actually did a good job with Hayden Christensen in the lead in the last one. Man, if he can make that guy seem less wooden, he can do anything. And uh, and it also stars Carolyn Davernis, who some of us remember from Wonderfalls. And, hey, always going to support a movie that she is in as well. All right. Uh, Daddy's Little Girls, uh, Tyler Perry. And this stars Gabrielle Union, uh, Idris Elba, and Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, sort of more in the whole... Um, uh, Tyler Perry over, you know, you've got uh, um, uh family reunion, that kind of stuff, and uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Uh, his movies don't do much for me, but clearly I'm in the minority because they have made huge, huge bank, and that's why he got this six-picture deal, and uh, so, th- so there we have it. Um, also opening, and the, the, that opened last night, and also opening last night was uh, Music and Lyrics, uh, Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. Um, it's a very fluffy, romantic comedy kind of thing, so I can't see that I'm going to be in any hurry to see it. Uh, directed by Mark Lawrence, who also wrote and directed Two Weeks Notice. See what I'm saying? Um, and also in limited release, Days of Glory, and this is a... Uh, Basically, it's about uh, four North African men who enlist in the French army during World War II to liberate uh, France from Nazi oppression and to fight French discrimination. And uh, did make it on the um, on the best uh, foreign language uh, Oscar shortlist and became one of the five finalists. So we shall see. Anyway, so that's what's going on in the movies. So many choices for you. Many, many choices. Uh, talking TV ratings. American Idol continues to be a juggernaut. And please, people, stop watching this so I don't have to see that chucklehead Simon Cowell anymore. Seriously. Um, but um, looking at this past Tuesday's ratings, uh, what did we have? We had, obviously, Idol pulled way ahead. Um, a 16.1 rating and a 24 share. Um, and... Yeah, continues to do very well. Uh, looking at the 9 p.m. time slot, uh, House managed to build on the lead-in, um, and this is actually what really got House started uh, doing well, was was having that uh, post-idle slot um, and the fact that it's a great show and held people's interest. Um, followed by The Unit uh, for CBS with a 7.611 share, and uh, ABC's primetime, The Outsiders, was tied with Law & Order Criminal Intent at 5.8 with a 9 share. And they didn't get into what Veronica Mars did, but you know what? Veronica Mars has actually been really good the last couple of weeks, so check it out because, you know, good shows need your support. That's what I'm saying. No more Idol, more Veronica. That's all i got to say. Okay, speaking of shows, and here's my my guilty pleasure. It's guilty pleasure update. Uh, Beauty and the Geek ended uh, last night uh, with Scooter and Megan winning the $250,000. And 
you know, it was a beautiful thing because you had on the other team, you had uh, the guy who was a, a really good guy, but the uh, the beauty on that team was ugly, just a nasty, nasty person. And uh, the beautiful thing of it was, was that everybody who got booted out came back and did the vote. And that's, uh, I don't know if that's usually the way they do it on this show, but it sounded like it wasn't. And so what they did is... Um, is they, they they all took a vote and basically the whole thing came down to you know you know buddy I would have voted for you but you're partnered with her and and the best part of it is is he was okay with that in fact he was going around telling everybody you know what don't vote for us because if we win it lets her know that that kind of behavior is acceptable and it just isn't so cheers to Nate check out his band it's a Star Wars tribute band called So Long Princess so you can check him out www.myspace.com So Long Princess and um, check them out because you know what this guy deserves uh, deserves some attention because it, it turns out he's a really good guy his partner not so much um Looking at other news, Lost, of course, returned with a couple of great episodes so far. Uh, last week and this, and the one just last night were were excellent episodes, and uh, really sort of gave us a lot of stuff to chew on. Uh, but here's something interest, interesting: Keely Sanchez, whose character has you know barely been interested. It's interesting for over a few years, you know, you had a lot of people complaining that, hey, why don't we ever see any of the other uh, of the other people on the island? And uh, you know, we want to see them. And then they introduced Rodrigo Santoro and Keely Sanchez, and everyone was like, man, we hate them. So, <laughs> can't win. Anyway, so she has signed on to the network's pilot, uh, Football Wives. This is for ABC. So, could it mean that she's on her way out? Could it mean that she's going to be getting killed off this season? I guess we'll see. It all, you know, and really, her, what happens to her character is going to, uh, is going to really determine whether or not she gets the part in uh, Football Wives. So, we shall see. Speaking of uh, shows and ratings and their fate, The Black Donnellys from Paul Haggis is going to be starting on February 26th. They actually bumped it up a week, and what's happening is uh, Studio 60 is getting a hiatus a week earlier than originally planned, and of course, there is no word on what's going to happen to Studio 60. Um, recently, uh, Aaron Sorkin had retooled some of the plots to really focus on the romances, and, and I got to say, the wind came out of the sails there. I was much more interested in the sort of political side of what was going on in, in network television, and they really moved away from that fairly quickly. And uh, had the and you know the one romantic plotline had been sort of simmering for a while, but the other one just came out of nowhere and uh, makes absolutely no sense. And uh, and you know it's really kind of disappointing because the guy is a great writer, and uh, clearly not really playing toward his talents here. And uh, yeah, well, so we'll see what happens, but it's kind of a sad thing that it got changed that much. Anyway, that is all the time we've got for today. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also at our site at www.paulfrench.ca slash poptopia, we have a listener survey. Let us, let us learn more about you. Have a fantastic week.